0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Breaking Even. I'm Mick Bucaro, and as always, with me is Ryan Gourneau. And today, we have a special guest, Gregory Scholz. He is Ryan's lifelong friend. Um, And we're going to talk about ghosts today um, and veganism and probably a bunch of other random shit. Um, But uh, yeah, Ryan, why don't you take it away and uh, introduce Greg for us?
1: Uh, all right. Sounds great. So, yeah. Well, I mean, Greg is uh, me and Greg grew up together. Uh, Greg, We're both from Maine originally. Greg is back in Maine now. And so Mick texted me like a few minutes ago to say, like, what do you like? What should we talk about? And he was like, I want to talk about ghosts. And I was like, that's perfect, because Greg currently lives in an old, old, old house in Maine, That is most definitely haunted. Uh So I think we will have some ground to cover here. We'll have a lot of good material. And I currently live in an old, old, old apartment, which I am pretty confident. Someone definitely died here at some point. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pretty confident. Um, Yeah. So Greg, Greg and I used to live together in this, uh, in this townhouse. Greg now lives uh, in Maine. But we both had, like, some bizarre experiences here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had, like, some new ones since you've moved out. And I know that you and Sarah and the the Sarah's fam have had some pretty, like, spooky times in that yeah. house. And Mick, I yeah. know you've for sure had some spooky shit happen to you in your old apartment in Brooklyn.
0: Yeah. I, uh, so I think, Greg, why don't you introduce yourself and then... Kind of give us your biggest, we'll kind of go around, but give us your, um, your biggest paranormal experiences.
2: Okay. Um, well, okay. I'm Greg Schultz. Hi. Hello. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> currently living in Maine in a, uh, now 201 year old house.
1: Uh, it's as old well, that's as the, the perfect state. age for ghosts. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. It was, it's the, as old as the state of maine which is wild um and
1: yeah wait what yeah so that was like they made the state and they were like all right build this specific house
2: (laughs) yeah it was basically this was the first this was the first house in maine uh since step one step one uh statehood step two uh, this house, out. step three, Profit? Um, <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Uh, step so- three, Long John Silver's franchise. <laughs> 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 um,
2: uh, yeah, my uh, weirdest supernatural, I'm trying to think, uh, or sorry, Paranorman. Um, uh, I, uh, I haven't seen the film. Um, I, I've heard it's really good. Uh no, uh Frank and Weenie. Um it's <laughs> um, uh the the big story about from this house that I will say is that there is a well that is boarded over in the basement.
1: Oh Jesus. Um, Dude, come on. And
2: <laughs> at one point, uh, my partner Sarah, uh her mom said that she woke up uh in the middle of the night and heard like a baby crying and uh there was she heard a baby crying and then she opened her eyes and there was a woman standing over her uh and and like you know sir's so mom looked concerned and then she was like don't worry it's my baby uh and then she woke up um uh, like oh my god yeah, yeah cuz has
0: even king ever lived in your house <laughs> i don't <laughs> like... think
2: so but could definitely see having visited i mean so this house it was on um like a quarry property it was it was like a bunkhouse for quarry workers
1: uh, okay. for a long time oh those people that's like one of the safest occupations i've heard like oh those yeah, yeah, yeah really yeah. die traumatic deaths yeah. from rock injuries yeah yeah so,
0: no uh, so it was like you know you might not have too much detail but i'm assuming that you know if people got injured or you know died or whatever it would have been in the house uh
2: i mean i wouldn't be surprised because yeah they get like maimed out in the quarry and then they bring them back to the house and then they actually die
0: chug a bottle of whiskey and then just go off into the sunset <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's pretty much all you could do at that point yeah um, yep. have you ever felt uh, like a i don't know a Well, first of all, do you believe that ghosts are real? Like, do you believe that paranormal activity is real?
2: I think there's a lot of unexplained stuff that uh, can go as like, oh, I don't know. That's maybe a ghost, but there's actually some explanation behind it. Like, I think Occam's razor is definitely a real thing. But I think Occam's razor at some certain point does be like, yeah, it's ghosts like like. Um, I do think that there absolutely can be paranormal stuff going on, um, mm. uh, but I, I tend to be, sus- uh, I guess suspicious, not suspicious, but like, what's the like criticizing? Skeptical, skeptical. that's the one, yeah. that's a word, it's a good <sighs> word, um, yeah, I tend to be a bit skeptical.
0: Yes, same here and I think that it's really important like with I, all right, I'll I'll preface this with I'm a huge fan of of like ghost hunting television. Mm-hmm. Um I I watch ghost adventures all the time, but I also <laughs> take it with a huge grain of salt. Like it's it's entertainment first. Um and but there's always there's always some sort of shit on that and I'm just like wait a minute like Uh, how did that happen? Um, But Ryan, so you said that you've had experiences um, at your current apartment. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a couple of those experiences?
1: Uh, So it was, I mean, okay. So when we moved in, there was like some spooky stuff that was like, it was just spooky because it was, it was out of place. But so when we moved in here, we found, uh, downstairs in the mudroom, uh, in the back, was a old, old mirror that was just left. So, like the people who were here before, they moved out, they took all their stuff, but they left this mirror, and it was definitely an antique. And mirror, I don't know. That's always just a thing that I've heard was uh, that like mirrors can carry, like they're like a, they can be like a conduit for like you know, People, energy or whatever. Like and you're not supposed to really like fuck with them. I don't really know what that means. That was something that Alyssa more so was wary of. Cause she saw the mirror and she was like, we need to get this thing out of here right now. Yeah. Don't look at it. Woman. And we were like, okay. So I brought it outside and we just got rid of it. And then the other thing we found was mm-hmm. a little different. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing we found was at the top of the stairs, tucked in behind a pipe uh, a jar of human teeth yep
0: now who are you to criticize <laughs> that a of human <laughs> teeth? Look, that's I'm, completely normal and we're not going further into this I'm <laughs> <not kidding. laughs> end of discussion <laughs> i thought think... yeah that's fucking weird
1: Yeah, um, I thought it was pretty weird. We all thought it was pretty weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Not so much that you would, like, keep teeth. Because, like, people have teeth. Like, it's not like a, you know, it's not like we found a bag of, like, bones or something. Like, your teeth (laughs) will, like, fall out. Like, you know, it's not that bizarre. But the thing that really creeped us out was that it was left there. It was, it was one hidden. of, the, like, the two it things. Was it wasn't hidden. So, like, not. it wasn't in the wall, but it's like, you know in older buildings where it's like, you have like, uh, water pipes or whatever that run, like, there you can see them. They, like, run mm-hmm. outside of the wall because the place has been, like, re uh, redesigned or updated uh, after it was built. But it was like, tucked in behind So you could definitely see it. Like, I saw it right away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it was in such a place that it couldn't have possibly fallen there. Like, oh, when we were moving out, this is my jar of teeth. And it, like, fell in behind this pipe perfectly in a corner. It was intentionally left there in that position. And, (laughs) like, I can't figure out why anybody would do that. Other than to... Like, I, I don't know. I don't know why anybody would do that. And, like, how many teeth was it? It was, like, probably... Like, between 15 and 20 teeth. That's, that's like, a, almost a full mouth. Like, not teeth. an insignificant like, amount of teeth. But that's not even, like, the real... That was just some weird shit that we found when we moved here. <laughs> that was just some weird <laughs> shit. The actual, <laughs> like like, Wait, paranormal...
2: There was one other thing that we found and that that got left in place, which was we found like a trinket or charm oh, uh, by the
1: door. Yeah, the door. it was like an I, elephant charm yeah. with like the evil eye on it.
2: And we decided to leave that there because that one was like, hmm, that's that's keeping some stuff at bay. <laughs> yeah, it
1: felt like. Yeah, the other stuff that we found in the house was definitely very, very bad vibes. But when we saw that, like we saw that charm by the door and we were like, nobody touched that thing. I think if we move that, we're going to be killed by a demon.
0: (laughs) Don't even wait. Is it still there to this? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) No. And you've been living there for a couple. Yeah, a couple couple of years years now, right? Yeah. Oh, man. uh, Absolutely not. And, And so from this, you've had more paranormal experiences yes right Uh, so the weirdest
1: one the by far the weirdest one was uh a dog that so mick you you remember misha the dog right Of of course yes um he's no longer with us but he when we when he moved here when Alyssa like moved here officially he was came with her, obviously, and there's a spot when you're sitting in the living room where there's sort of like an arch uh, between the living room and the staircase, and it's like a. I mean, I assume it's like a supporting, like a supporting beam. It like feels really solid, and this dog would stare, like stare at that sa- that spot, like up at the ceiling. Like it was very weird thing for a dog to do. Like he wasn't seeing, like you know, uh, like a bug on a the spider, ground or yeah. yeah, an insect. He was looking up at the ceiling, and he would look up at the ceiling all the time. And then he would he would cry and cry and bark at that spot on the ceiling. And then he that escalated into him looking at like he was doing it more and more and more, and that escalated into him doing it almost constantly. And then he would climb up into my arms and stare at that spot and just shake and whimper and cry for a very long time. Like in long, for like long periods of time, almost every day. And that was absolutely, like maybe it doesn't sound that scary. Just, it doesn't sound scary talking about it. But when it was happening, it was profoundly weird like off-putting oh yeah it was so
0: it was so creepy so so I I I definitely believe that you know I mean obviously cats and dogs have heightened senses and you know they can sense shit from you know far away and notice things that humans generally wouldn't and I think there's such a funny meme that kind of conveys this and it's like uh, a person looking at their cat in the um like kitchen and it's just rolling around but the next picture is of the cat like communicating with a shadow demon Mm -hmm. and like it's you know it's like i kind of feel that but it i don't know that's terrifying Uh, have you like have you ever had an instance where you I don't know, felt like threatened or anything like that or just kind of like... Oh, I felt pretty threatened, like, at that time. It was a very... I mean,
1: and again, I don't know. So I don't know if I'm putting... If this is just my imagination or how I'm interpreting it. But I felt very like... It felt like a hostile energy. And the weird thing was... The weirdest part about it was... So I went to work and I talked to... Uh well I talked to Willie. You know who Willie is, but like for yeah. the listeners, Willie is a guy that Mick and I both used to work with. He's like the closest thing that I had access to in Manhattan to like a shaman or like a <laughs> witch doctor or something. Um I mean, and to his credit, you know, like he I was like, hey man, weird question. Um, so this is happening in my house do you have any suggestions um, for uh, what I should do about it? And he was like, oh yeah, man, no worries. Here's what you need to do. And he like gave me the (laughs) move. Uh, (laughs) He gave me like a little shopping list and he told me about this. Like, I don't know what kind of, I don't know. You call it like a, I mean, I would call it like a, like a hippie store or like, like it was a store where they sold like crystals and, and incense and sage, sage and yeah. And, and it was stuff. like this, like Palo Santo wood and sage and this other herb. And he was like, this is how you do it. And you light it in this way and you like blow it around the house. And he was like, and make sure you get the corners, man, make sure you get the corners. And he said that to me very seriously. And I was like, holy shit. Get the okay. <laughs> and so I did, I did that. Like I smudged the whole house and I got the corners And then the the, it, the Mish, the thing that Mish was doing where he was staring at that immediately stopped. That's crazy. Yeah. That was the the part I was like, oh, what a relief. And then I was like, wow, I'm even more terrified than I was before. Because that means (laughs) that that was actually what was happening. I think.
0: Greg, what do you think? Are you skeptical? Or I mean, there's not really like an explanation for it, but What's your take on it as as the uh, as the podcast uh, skeptic for today?
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, like. Just uh, just because I had, you know. Uh, I, I feel like I will not be fulfilling my role as skeptic super well here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> considering like, like had some experience with the locale and some. uh Weird stuff going on. So, uh,
0: tell us about it.
2: No, I just, I mean, like, oh. there was definitely, there was still occasionally, like, because I was away at the time that a lot of this was happening. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, when I came back, there was still some, it wasn't like to that extent, but there was still some amount of like Mish going over and being like, like looking up at that spot or being fixated on that spot for a little while and then going back to like running around and doing stuff. But uh, yeah, it was still very much like, wait, what are you looking at? What's what, what are you, what are you smelling? What are you hearing? What's going on? Like, and then it would just be nothing. Um, I think there was even a time that he'd look at it and then run upstairs and almost try to look at it from like, Above
0: a different, or maybe angle.
2: I brought him up to be like, Hey, is there something here? And then he would just go back downstairs and look at it, and it was just like, uh okay, um, this is great, having a great time, <laughs> but uh I think I'm going to hide in a room and then I'll talk to you all later.
0: <laughs> no, I I completely understand that. I so I've had uh three distinct paranormal experiences um i moved into a brooklyn a bay ridge uh uh, brownstone for like six months um by myself and this building was like 120 years old um and you know it was owned by these two sisters and they lived on long island and it was it was the basement um and so it it was open there wasn't like a uh, doors or walls that would end like the living room and the bedroom and all that. Um, and so I started hearing stuff at night and I was just like, that's probably just the neighbors or whatever, neighbor cat whatever. Um, and then distinctly my neighbors upstairs were like, Hey, we're going to be in Mexico for the next two weeks. Like, see you later. Mm -hmm. It's like, cool. Have fun. Um, And, uh, I remember it was three in the morning. Uh, I don't know why I was up. Don't ask, but, um, it was three in the morning and I started right above me, which is their living room area. Um, footsteps just started creaking out of nowhere. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, Oh, it's probably their cat. Um, and they were, I texted them. I was like, Hey, like, is your cat still here? And they're like, no, it's with the neighbor. It's, you know, it's like three houses down. So I was like, what the hell? And this, these footsteps were like walking around and like having a pretty damn good time doing it too. And I was like, these people are in Mexico. There's nobody here. Um, so that scared the shit out of me. Um, and that was like my first ghost experience. I think it was a ghost. I don't know. That's wild. What were the other ones? Um, I, the other one was, I, Makiba was over, my girlfriend Makiba, and we were, I'm a really light sleeper, um, and she was awake for some reason, and I was just knocked out cold, and um, she heard, like, footsteps outside of our window, and the window was, like, level with the sidewalk. Um, And there was somebody just pacing back and forth out there. And she tried waking me up and I just like refused to wake up for whatever reason. And this person was just pacing back and forth, like right in front of our window. Um, And then they just kind of disappeared. Like there was no like walking away. There was no walking inside. It was just like the footsteps stopped and the shadow that was coming in from outside into our room just stopped I was like that's weird um and then finally have you have you guys ever heard of Kings Park on Long Island
1: I have but just because I think you've told me this story before
0: yeah it's it's like this psychiatric center that's abandoned now oh perfect and,
1: right. yeah so like
0: <laughs> it's like It's like there's these massive buildings that are just it was basically a town of like 10,000 people and all of the buildings are abandoned. So I was like, yeah, of course, I'll go there. Um, And there's this 13 story tall building. It's called building. That's the luckiest number of stories. Yeah, right. It's like I'm really shooting myself in the foot here. Um, And in the back, there's this like loading dock area. And that's how you get into the building and it was it was light outside but it was pitch black in there you couldn't see a thing and so my girlfriend at the time and i are walking up to it and she's like let's go in." i was like you're fucking crazy but why not um and we heard footsteps coming from inside and they were like you know like dress shoes on concrete yeah it was like that noise um and this was also at the time where like there were just clowns everywhere oh, do you guys yeah. remember that uh-huh it was like clown town all over place <laughs> so we heard these footsteps and we were like nope we're we're getting the <laughs> fuck out of here don't know if it was a ghost or some dude wearing clown shoes but either scenario is terrifying um never distinct, doing that again
1: the unmistakable sound of clown shoes on an abandoned
0: psychiatric facility floor you know, now that I think about it, I heard a honking noise, <laughs> too. So it was probably... It was probably... A
1: Thinking back onto it. Uh, yeah. My, uh, my parents... My mom has had a lot more of these experiences than I ever have. But I also... So I am skeptical. I would say that I'm not, like, a critic. And I do believe that there is definitely things that happen that cannot be necessarily explained through the lens that we currently have to look through. I, yeah, it's like, you know, if you went back like, you know, hundreds of years, people would think that we were like wizards just because we have like technology (laughs) Like they would see a cell phone, and they would drown you because they, they would call us. Well, back. I mean, they would be like You're God. <laughs> I think if you went back like a a little further, maybe you could pull that off with a cell phone. But I'm pretty sure if you if you went back to like colonial times, we would just be witches and we would be killed. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but they'd get their muskets exactly. ready.
1: Well, that's why when you time travel, you definitely need to bring um, modern weaponry. Like a flamethrower Absolutely. or something. <laughs> um, happy Thanksgiving. Happy... Suck up. it, you guys. The bird, I'm here to cook it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a '90s '90s action movie going back in time to it's ter- time. it's
1: exactly tar- Terminator, but he has to go back to the first Thanksgiving. God. And just fucking light them up. The weird thing is
2: that one just of the colonials like, is Sylvester Stallone. Oh, you in in. you want to come like, to a fancy dinner? You better go. But a
1: they like ca- they cast him as a Native, Native American, so oh, the movie gets canceled. <laughs> oh
0: god, they were like, oh, it's not—that's a bridge too far. Uh, what was I saying? It, oh man, I mean, I would I would pay to see that movie. I I would definitely yeah. see that.
1: Well, movie. I mean, yeah, Mick. That's how all movies work. Hey, yeah. hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> <all right? laughs> uh, there are some movies that you just wouldn't. That's see. true. You know what? Touche. Okay. Touche. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: my mom, my mom and grandmother have had, and my aunt have had a lot of experiences like this, like paranormal or su- supernatural experiences. But I think that that is partially from like looking for it or they're just like more open to it they really believe that that's like definitely a thing um and they it's just the lens through which you view the world i think has a lot to do with how many of these experiences you have Mm -hmm. because you can attribute them to one thing you can attribute them to another but one of my favorite stories and we can Move on to. We're about at the halfway point, so we can move on to, to veganism after this, if if we like. Uh, is my mm. grandmother on my mom's side? Told me the story like dozens of times when I was a kid because I would always ask her to tell it because I thought I was so cool. But she had a uh, like an extraterrestrial experience. Oh. Or like what what she what? believes is an extraterrestrial experience, but the way that she tells it. The story goes, she had, I'm a little fuzzy on the details, but nobody's going to know if I, I don't think my grandma listens to this podcast. So I think I'm in the clear. Um, (laughs) She was in the car and she had my two uncles, Rick and Steve in the backseat. Cause I think they were, it was only them, those two that were born yet. My mom wasn't born yet. So they're in the backseat and she was driving home and she was being followed by these bright lights on the road and they were like way too high to be a truck or any other kind of vehicle it was definitely a airborne like whatever it was it was a vehicle. vehicle yeah it was, it was in the sky uh but it was low it was like following the way the road was going It was probably like i don't know like 50 or 100 feet above her car and this went on for i i mean it it was like a few minutes it was like 10 or 15 minutes until finally she her her solution was she pulls off into a parking area and i don't know if it was a parking lot or just like uh, off to the side like a off to the side of the road and she parks her car and this thing stops above her she gets out of the car and basically like scolds whatever is up there for like bothering her like making it difficult for her to see because her children are in the car and like yells at it (laughs) and then is like what do you want she basically just like gets out of the car and is like screaming at this light in the sky And as she, when she gets out, she can see it's not, like, there's no sound. There's no, it's not like a helicopter. There's no wind. It's just, like, hovering there. And she's like, what do you want? It's, I can't see with these lights you're shining down on me. My kids are in the car, and you need to get out of here, or you need to tell me what it is that you're looking for. Like, and she was just yelling at this spacecraft for, like, I don't know, like a minute, I guess. (laughs) And then it just, and then she was just like, what? What? Like, what do you want? And then it just like, what's the big idea? Flies away. And it just like, just like takes off and it's gone. And then she's just like, well, okay, I guess I can keep driving home now.
0: And so, so you're telling me that if there's an alien invasion, your grandma just needs to get out of the car <laughs> and say, what? And then they're they like, oh, fuck off oh shit. it's her again. <laughs> you're like, yikes. We better. We better get out, boys. She sounds pissed. <laughs> but yeah,
1: big like big um, French Canadian grandma
0: energy mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, that's pretty I metal so. of her, though. Just like I, I would probably be. I'm definitely one of those people that gets like paralyzed <laughs> with fear. Um, I would just, I, I don't know what I would do. She's like, <sighs> yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome but also yeah. terrifying um
1: yeah i don't uh there's been yeah there's been a few times where like stories my uh like my mom has told me and she like says that she picks up on energy and stuff and my uh my aunt has told me a story of when they lived in an old house in new hampshire uh there was a she thought that there was a felt that there was like a, a spirit that was in their basement and um Because one time my little cousin was running past the basement door and she tripped and she started crying. And my aunt ran over and was like, "Uh, well, you know, are you okay? What happened? And my little cousin goes, she tripped me. And then my aunt was like, what? Who tripped you? And then my little cousin points to the open door going down to the basement and says, she tripped me. And then Yikes. actually, you know what? Nope. Now that I'm telling the story also, like very like same energy between my aunt and my grandmother because she went down into the basement and yelled at the ghost. Perfect. <laughs> hey, wanted
0: to get the fuck <laughs> like, out of Like in like it just like
1: a very intense way. Yeah, just went just ran just stormed down into the basement and berated this ghost uh, to like leave her children alone and that if she ever, like, touched her kids again, that she would, like, kick this ghost out of here and, like, yada, yada, so on and so forth.
2: The the, the I... moral of these stories is don't mess with French-Canadian women, especially <laughs> with their children, when their yeah. children are involved.
0: Yeah, you know what? Yeah. You're right. I, I think we've solved it. Like, I think we've solved how to get rid of all of these beings. I know a lot of of people
2: complained about uh, the uh, remake of Ghostbusters. I didn't have uh, that many complaints about it, but I think a more realistic take would have been just casting it with all uh, French-Canadian women. Uh, I think that really would have been much more realistic for me. They
1: wouldn't have needed any of the backpacks. Like, no equipment
0: yeah, no proton yeah, no. proton colliders or whatever. They just slider, just like... you're
2: making a mess. <laughs> <for fuck's sake. laughs>
0: just it's just like the ghost looking scared. Oh my <laughs> like god, I'm shit. so sorry. Um, but yeah, I like I just want to touch on so yeah, my grandma's one of those people that's like ghosts aren't real, that, that's dumb. And she lived in a house in the middle of nowhere that was like. I think it was built in 1861, and in the middle of the woods, like nowhere, you know. And um, she's just like, "Yeah, ghosts aren't real. People have died in her house too, so like, there's kind of a, you know, I guess a a reason to believe that there would be spirits." And she's just like, "Nope, nah, it's not thing, you know." So, you know, I guess yeah, perception is is,
1: perception is reality. You You live in the reality that you choose to live in
0: yeah definitely um all right let's talk about veganism um and uh yeah let's get into it um (laughs) no fucking segue ghost ghost time is Um, over veganism
1: time uh, has begun
2: speaking of death um veganism (laughs)
0: vegans (laughs) speaking of malevolent spirits how about carrots am i right (laughs) Yeah, right. it out to yeah. get you. Let me tell Those you, carrots. <laughs> um. So I, I actually have a lot of family members that are vegan. My brother, my mom, um, I believe one of my aunts are vegan, and like, I, I, I I've, I know a lot of vegans. Um, and people are, from my understanding, people are really passionate about it, and you know, uh, from my understanding, Greg. You are a vegan, I, right? Um,
2: I, yeah, for the most part. So I'm, like, two things. One, I'm kind of selective about uh, where I will break that um dietary change. And also, I tend to call it, like, plant-based. Because, I don't know, veganism comes with a lot of, like, heavy connotation that and I don't...
1: Like, baggage?
2: Yeah. Also, like... I eat honey and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, that that some yeah. people would say, like, well, that's not vegan. What um, do you guys,
1: okay, what yeah. do you guys think? Do you think honey is vegan or like would like fall under those rules? I believe that it absolutely is fine because it's not like because bees are they're making it anyway. Like we're not like doing anything.
0: Yeah, we're not. And force, the thing is, like we're not so here's the thing: them to
1: do it, like beekeeping is the only sort of like animal husbandry, I guess you would call, or I don't know that's not the right word, but like the only like I guess it's farming. It's like a sort of like farming where like where the, the animals, yeah. the bees, your livestock, can just fuck off and leave if you're not doing <laughs> a good job of taking care of their shit. <laughs> yeah. They will literally like if you're a bad beekeeper. That's why they, that's why it's, I, well, I don't know if that's true, but I'm going to go out, I'm going to make the statement right now. That's why it's called beekeeping, because you have to keep the bees. <laughs> it's literally your job is to you, keep you the bees. Your first because quote. if you don't do a good job, the bees are like, fuck out of here. We're gone. You suck at beekeeping. You can't keep yeah.
0: no bees. We've all, we've all seen bee movie, and, uh, you know, if that's a good indication of how <laughs> bees interact in our society. Um, um
1: does a woman? But now no, I've never I, seen that movie, yeah, I, but I've heard that a, 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 a Homo sapien has a romantic relationship with Jerry
0: Seinfeld's B character. That is, is that true my or
2: understanding. Yes.
0: Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. It's oh Barry God. B. Benson, and uh, uh, yes, that's, that's that happens. what happens. <laughs> yeah, they she... go to
2: court. Yes. Right. What? There's like a court drama in like the third I, I, act.
0: Yeah, it's it turns into so, uh, my cousin. Like really I've only on. seen uh, the 12 minute
2: version of like it's the B movie, but every time they say the B uh, the word B, it speeds up. Um.
0: You know? <laughs> uh, I look watch it, but I I you know. Guarantee you that at the end of it, you will say, "I wasted an hour."
2: And you know, sometimes days. that's what you're looking to do. So, and if that's that's what you're looking to yeah, do, yeah, exactly. It's a great pick. Um, Perfect.
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't know though. I mean, I. So my brother and my mom, they firmly believe that um, honey isn't vegan. Um, and you know, they they've even gone to lengths to say like some of the equipment to make non-vegan items or, or vegan items like aren't vegan. So therefore the food wow. isn't. That's like, vegan. Some, that's some deep and, cuts yeah, besides sort of. Level.
2: Yeah. B. sides. Like,
0: Thank you, Greg. I'm yeah. glad you were there. <laughs> to oh,
2: you know, I'm always
0: there. <laughs> and so it's like, and so it's like, they're, they're probably going to listen to this, but it's like, and, and I understand where they're coming from and like, I'm not one to determine what's vegan or not, but like, I don't know. I, I, I do kind of think that like, you know, beekeeping is one of those things that's actually good, also good for, for, for society, bees. you know, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's a pretty good it's symbiotic relationship, yeah. like, mutual yeah. relation. Yeah. Like they, you know make sure that our flowers and all that shit are, you know, alive yeah. or whatever. And we get, I, on the, I think like, um, a know? lot of it
2: comes down to the philosophy behind why you may be like vegan or plant-based. Um, and a lot of mm-hmm. uh, my understanding, because my sister growing up was vegan for a very long time until she went to college in Ohio. And the only vegan they, option they had, they had two vegan options and it was every other day was that same one of those two options, wow. uh, which she was just like, well, if I'm going to eat food and not want to die, I guess I'm going to go back to vegetarian uh, for for a while. Um, so my understanding is that a lot of that is based on like cruelty to animals, um, which yeah. I, I totally understand. Yes. Uh, I think that the main thing in beekeeping is there's um, like a smoking process that happens um, that it can be very distressing to bees. And I understand. I understand. Oh, I d- uh,
1: yeah. Um, I thought that was more like a 420 situation for the bees. Like, <laughs> cause I thought they did it to calm the bees down.
2: I thought, I, I don't know. I haven't looked into it so much, but I, I will say that oh. the reason behind my being plant-based is more of an environmental one. Um, And I started doing it when I was living in the uh, in New Jersey um, and where you can't really you don't have much of an idea of where your food comes from and how it might have been raised and like, you know, what kind of other things went into making those uh, making that food. Um, And that was kind of where I was like, okay, I want to be more mindful of kind of what I'm eating where it's from, what went into it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I will now, um, now that I'm more up in Maine uh, and have access to more information of where the food comes from um, and how it is stored and how how it is treated uh, and its environmental impact a lot of the time. I, I, sometimes I will go and have some eggs that like, Sarah's aunt uh, has chickens and they just run around and she collects the eggs and like, will give them to people every so often. Or, um, there's like a really good farm nearby that, um, just kind of has like a ton of acreage just as like, I don't know. They run around and I've been like curious about getting some food from there just to try it. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I'll, the other thing I do is, um, I'll do local fish because that is a big industry in this community. and uh, I, I don't know, I, I think it's a good idea to support the local community when I can. Um, so I'll try to get like local from local fishermen fish. Um, but generally speaking, I, it is more the bee thing is more for environmental reasons. Uh, beekeeping is actually, helping keep the bee population alive, uh, you know, so yeah, in that case, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's get some honey. Let's support this, uh, this trade, this trade, um, and, and keep it going. Uh,
0: yeah, I think there's three basic pillars of why somebody, um, becomes a vegan or decides to go plant-based and it's, environmental concerns uh personal health concerns and then animal cruelty concerns um and i think that you know a lot of those things all are good points they're very good points because one factory farming is one of the biggest pollutants in the united states um and two eating dairy and meat every day it you know even like once a week like can that have was, pretty uh, bad Yeah, that was you. our, um, um,
1: like the reason that we became vegetarians, Alyssa and I, was <laughs> mm-hmm. the definitely, like, you know, the environmental stuff, that's great. Like, I understand that industrialized farming is total ass for the earth. But our, like, primary thing was the vast improvement in our well being and the way that yeah. we felt and just like day to day. You know I'll, you know I'll say it uh, bowel movements um, mm-hmm. digestion um, like no, tr- no truly though going to like eating vegetarian uh, I mean like we still eat like you know eggs and butter and like cheese and stuff like that we just don't eat uh, we don't eat meat and it was like it's like night and day mm. the difference mm. how much better we both feel switching from when we were eating meat, like almost every day, like, especially when we were working at Italy, even though the stuff that was there was like, was very, very high quality. Mm -hmm. Eating, eating cured meat, like all that, like, it weighs you down so much. And it just like jacks up your digestive system.
0: And it, it honestly, a lot of that, you know, I am I'm, I'm not an expert in any way, but a lot of that also feeds into your mental health. And like, I don't know if you had seen any improvements in your mental health, but it's really mm-hmm. like if you eat shitty food, everything yeah. is everything I is shitty. You know, in like my and, uh, yeah. sleep quality
1: went way up. Yeah, and I think that really that absolutely contributed to an improvement in my mental health was that dietary change led to much. Uh, more consistent and restful sleep, which led to uh, like, well, improvements in almost every facet of my mm-hmm. life.
0: Yeah. And I think the unfortunate thing is that, you know, there, there are, and, and I don't say this as, mm-hmm. as an insult, but to be vegan is, it's it oh, is yeah. a privilege. Um, mm-hmm. Or to be vegetarian, it's a huge privilege. It's not something that people can just easily do. There are people who don't have access to, like, Let's, fresh vegetables I just put a astro. You know, and that's not even say, like
1: some. I would say it's definitely a privilege uh, yeah. in America. Yeah. There's a lot of, yes. most yes. other places, yes. uh, <laughs> it's way easier um, to be vegetarian than anything else
0: it's also way easier (laughs) that's a different different episode yeah (laughs) like like it's it's basically way easier to not (laughs) die in a different country than it is in the United States but um you know that's a episode for a different time but yeah like in the United States even in places that are these you know uh uh advanced quote-unquote Havens like mm-hmm. New York City or Chicago or whatever, there's millions of people in those cities that don't have close access to yeah. fresh food, and you know in their neighborhoods they have a bodega that sells really low quality food, and yeah. that's what their are those? those are called a uh, food food desert. So it's like it, yes, you know, yes, yes, huge thing um and also the other thing is it's hard to there's like a whole movement on food education because the biggest revelation of my life is that the food pyramid (laughs) is bullshit (laughs) like (laughs) perpetuated by long john silvers um yeah long, long the theme today is that long john silvers Actually yeah, I mean they they the uh,
2: so. perpetuated the food pyramid. They made the state of Maine <laughs> possible. Um, you know what's next? They're pulling uh, the strings. They they chased Ryan's you grandmother think- uh, when she was driving.
0: <laughs> you know. And they scared my dog. I'm gonna drop. Yeah. I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop a truth bomb on you. You think Putin was controlling Trump? <laughs> Who do you think oh, was shit. controlling Putin? Long John
1: Silver's, Long, long John, John
2: Silver's, pitch. Silver Tongue.
1: Um, Explain
0: to me them. And long, parties, wait! Oh my God! Cyberpunk
1: twenty seven, like the crossover. Well, but that would be Johnny Long John Silverhand. Is there?
0: Is that anything? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> certainly something. <laughs> they they actually they buy the rights they, they actually just bought the rights to the I game and now they're just making it yeah it's like i i remember when i you know i got a news notification uh several years ago and it was like arby's buys buffalo wild wings for 4 billion dollars like, what the fuck I don't did know. they get that, this money man
2: that's <laughs> like, shake who's going you know? to arby's it's it's Jamoka like a shake. it's What's it's coffee it? and chocolate shake oh
1: my god and it's that's from Buffalo good. Wild Wings?
2: No, that's from Arby's.
1: Oh shit.
2: That's okay. how they bought Buffalo Wild Wings was that's just equally, all that Jamoko shake must That's
1: equally weird to me. That a that a that a Jamocha, that, that beverage a, would come from a, either of those establishments <laughs> is
0: totally psychotic. A Jamocha shake with your <laughs> steaming pile of processed beef. Oh, how, do you, how do you like them apples? Um, but yeah, like going back to the whole, um, food desert discussion, like, yeah. And it's, I I took a city sustainability class and it went heavily into the idea of food deserts and it's, you know, it's linked to a lot of things and, you know, it correlates with, uh, lower school performance and students, if they don't have good diets, obviously the highest rates of like diabetes and overweight and all those other ailments that are associated with it. Um, but it's really difficult to deprogram people from that, you know. Um, and it's people are like, "Well, I like my steak and burgers and shakes," and it's like, "That's cool, dude." But like, you're gonna fucking die. Like, to be quite frank, like if you eat that shit every day, you're gonna. What I would say too is that uh,
2: one of the things that I that I benefited from from making the jump that I think anyone could benefit from if they, um, if they only like tried it for a while is that it really makes you think about your food and about how different food or different uh, kind of nutrients kind of affect your body uh, and how it affects your day. Um, because like I know when I haven't had enough protein. Oh boy, do I know. Usually everyone else around me knows pretty quick, too. Because <laughs> I just I become a zombie and you cannot talk to me about anything until I'm like, I need to um get a spoon and some peanut butter. And I'm just gonna sit here for a while. <laughs> Nobody look at me.
1: <laughs> um, and I'm gonna um, close the door and do not open it no matter what you hear. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm going to oh, I'm climbing uh, in. in. <laughs>
2: yeah, do not. Greg um, do not the me. myth that that well <laughs> is
1: haunted because that's his secret peanut butter palace. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the
2: moaning coming from the well is just me going. Oh, I should have eaten more protein. Um, but but that that does like um, that has like a very quick effect that you can see happening to your body if you just like rip the band-aid you can put the band-aid back on but if you want to just like have enough see i don't know force yourself to think about food and how you're eating it and what you're eating i think just doing that um i know i know there's like kind of a trend towards doing like meatless mondays or or kind of doing like vegan for a day or a couple days a week or something like that. And I think that can be helpful for people to, if they can, and if the means to, or avail uh, availability to the options to, um, to kind of see how food affects their life. Um, something.
0: Oh no, go ahead. Yeah. And I think there's oh. this, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I think, I, I think there's this huge misconception Uh, towards veganism and it's like wow you have to go from burgers and fries to uh, like lettuce and it's yeah it's like you know over the past ten, yeah over the past 10 years um there are thousands of vegan recipes like my my brother every time we have dinner um which which isn't frequently because he's lived in europe for quite some time um but whenever we get the chance he always makes this new recipe that it, that he has that's vegan and it's some of the best food that I've ever had and like, you know, there's even restaurants in New York like uh, Urban Vegan Kitchen on Carmine and uh, uh, Peace Food Cafe. I think it's on like 11th Street. Like, they make oh, really yeah. high-end <laughs> stuff and it's, abso- it's absolutely delicious. One yeah, of the biggest, absolutely plant-based. one of
1: like the game-changer for for us was like find a good vegan or vegetarian cookbook because yep. there is so much good shit out there. There's so many good recipes. My sister got, uh, Lisa and I, a book uh, from Yotam Otolenghi for Christmas, his cookbook Flavor. Get the fuck out of here with these recipes. They are so... <laughs> they are so good <laughs> like every single one is a home run i've never had this much success with with any cookbook i will say that it's definitely not a entry-level situation you mm-hmm. need like you need some equipment you need to know yeah and- what you're doing you're gonna have a lot of balls in the air at the same time when you're making these things but balls everywhere lots of balls just loose <laughs> balls <laughs> yeah you know dangling, are swinging, swinging you know? <laughs> uh hanging it's it's gross what i'm saying is uh, I, total 180 it's gross there's balls everywhere uh no <laughs> don't don't <laughs> buy it no do so, check it out um, it like it's incredible um and the thing about that book Because this guy is a high, very advanced, like high level chef. You, it is, it was such an eye opener to what is actually out there. There are so, there are so many goddamn vegetables on this planet. (laughs) There's so many. It's crazy. I ate last week for the first time a celery root Mm -hmm. and it was amazing. It was so good. It's like savory and sweet and I didn't do anything to it. I roasted it. Like you just roast it in the oven and put olive oil on it and it becomes this amazing thing. And it's something that if I didn't know, if I wasn't looking for it specifically, never would have given it given it a second glance on the shelf in the grocery store because it looks crazy it's like it's like a really it's like a like a like a pineapple and a turnip had a baby that's what it looks like it's all dirty and there's like kind of like hairy roots coming off of it and it's got that weird sort of like pineapple like Texture on the outside, and it's like it's it's fucking weird looking. It's not appetizing at all when you look at it, and it's always it's like down on the bottom shelf. It's all like it's like got sand on it and shit. I never would have even considered eating eating like looking at that and being like even thought of it. I want to stick it in, in my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that in my body. I would like, <laughs> whoa, gross. <laughs> what is that? Ryan, are you from,
0: are you from big celery? Are you just here to spread some celery propaganda? Um, to us?
1: I'm not at liberty to I don't know man. discuss that um
0: at this time. I I uh, my mom every Christmas she makes this fantastic mm-hmm. lentil loaf. Um and it just like every single year it just fucks me up and i'm like oh my god this is delicious but one year she is an ice cream maker and so she makes vegan ice cream every year and she made a like a peanut butter chocolate like it was it, it wasn't even like ice cream it was just like this fudge and it was delicious and then made a gingerbread man mm. ice cream um completely vegan and you know when you taste something and you're just like just like almost (laughs) angry about how good it is it's like what the it's like what the fuck man (laughs) like i had one of the i had one of those moments with that um there's a whole world out there and you know people again it's it can be expensive and you know it is a long process, but I really hope that within the next five to 10 years, it becomes much more accessible to people. I think that's something that to be able to do that. You know, this was
1: a discussion that I was having a couple of days ago to like getting to a point where like the changes, these sort of like, these sort of things need to be changed on like huge scales to have like an impact, like an environmental impact. But the point where, uh, like subsidization of vegetables. Like, like you could get like it's like everybody gets a, you know, a card or whatever that is like x amount of money and you can use it, but only to buy vegetables. Like, like
0: the carrot call card. It, call it the carrot, carrot card. card. You know, it's just uh, you know. Let's Workshop that.
1: Um, not right now. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that that's, like, that would be a good way to get people,
0: like, moving in that direction. Well, yeah, and and a lot of it is, is that, like, meat and dairy specifically have been subsidized for 100 years, you know? And, you know, people say, like, well, milk and meat are cheap. And I said, well, if you took away these subsidies, they wouldn't. Like, the you know, and you could just subsidize farmers and and Mm -hmm. vegetables and fruits and stuff like that um the 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 very unfortunate thing about a lot of fruit and vegetables is in like their cultivation is that there's a lot of like immigrant labor that's used and a lot of them are treated very poorly so it's like you know that's that's something that like I would also want to see a dress. That's not a reason to like not go vegan or like not but enjoy vegetables, but that, that also kind of like
2: goes back to just kind of, of it, you knowing know? more, excuse me, about where your food comes from um, and, and the practices of the business. Cause Absolutely. like, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of quote, vegan meat out there that is like mass produced. And there's a lot of like, haha, we did it. It's beyond. It's great. And it's like, well, Um, question, Uh, how are you producing enough to supply, I don't know, Burger King? Um, and (laughs) like what, I'm sorry, we live in a capitalist society. What shortcuts did you take? Please tell me. Um, and that also is like another weird thing that I think is kind of a weird way to phrase stuff. It's like, oh, it's vegan meat. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not meat. It's, it's protein. Like, yeah. Can we just well, call it what it is?
0: <laughs> yeah, like <No>. they're like. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, and I, I I agree that like the I would say over the past five years there's been this huge like you know capitalist, I don't want to say takeover of veganism, but they're definitely like look we're doing the right thing like vegetables are but good. it's all I, it's just fire it. shit you know it. like yeah that and. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think like the, the biggest thing and it's, you know, this is a kind of a pipe dream and it's like uh, just an idea, but we would really need to sort of decentralize mm-hmm. how our food is made mm-hmm. and make everything more local. And, you know, sh- you like make it so that instead of getting shit that was grown, like, you know, and I don't know, Indiana or whatever, like, you get it more local, and you buy yeah, it. The better. issue there and is also, like, task, climate. But...
1: Like, you can't grow everything in every region. There's a reason that, yeah, like, true. people, like, specialize. So it's, it's tough. It's definitely tough. Uh, it's a big undertaking. But I think that at a certain point, it's just going to be the only option that's left.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, we're going to get to a point where it's just like, before, hang on, just real you quick more... before we move on, and I forget... Do you guys remember about a month ago when all those grocery yeah. stores had to uh recall or like take a bunch of items off their shelves because uh they were harvested using using forced monkey labor
2: yeah yeah Mick, you
1: didn't hear about this oh boy what? oh yeah <laughs> that was like a thing uh, no. every couple of days for a week or for like a month about a month ago I would get a little thing in my newsfeed that was like Target removes or like uh, Costco stops selling whatever like somebody stopped selling coconut water because it was <laughs> it was harvested using forced monkey labor. They were they they somehow they train <laughs> these mon- they, they have they like enslaves <laughs> monkeys to pick coconuts or like pick fruit and stuff.
0: Have we not learned
1: have we not learned from
0: Planet of the Apes that this is not a good idea? Like, is that? Have we learned That nothing? movie was a cautionary a tale. Idea. Did you guys not get that vibe? It's 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 either we have two paths. We either have our AI robot technology that we've been warned about numerous times in movies takeover or Uprising Force of the apes. labor and then right. the the third
2: option which is
0: uprise both
2: well okay and then the fourth option is <laughs> long john silvers just takes over everything oh shit
1: Yeah, now, greg i think you're missing the point long john that happened a long time that happened a long john
0: time ago <laughs> what
2: oh my god
0: yeah. <laughs> We already live in that. The silver first, if you in will. <laughs> um, we all live in Long John's beard, sil- <laughs> or
2: worse, Long John's Long Johns.
1: Oh fuck! We're all just. Oh no! All, every oh, human no. consciousness is just a popcorn shrimp in one of those like Matrix pods. Um, yeah, this none of this is real. This is all a simulation. Oh no!
0: None of this is real. We're just being cultivated for the. <laughs> for, for a Long John Silver's deep fry. Um, well, do do you guys want to hear it. a fucked up statistic? Is that, uh, um, And just kind of going back to the base of our conversation, but um, in Illinois, my beautiful home state, um, the majority of the corn and soy that's grown there yep. is fed to animals. And so, like, most of the corn there, most of the vegetation there is fed to animals and it's like for every uh one stalk of corn it only feeds or it only produces or feeds like half of a cow so like we're literally wasting food about like we're wasting food we're using two stalks of corn to like produce like right. two pounds of corn To be one fair. Pound of meat. and it's like oh it is insane that, that's uh, kind of that's insane but corn Not really that good for you. You don't
1: get a lot out of it. Um, Well, also
2: not necessarily the best or not really the thing that cows are supposed to eat technically. Also that.
0: Um, Also that. I'm saying like um, imagine if the like millions of miles of acreage or whatever it is in illinois that is used for corn to feed cows which mm. like is not even good for them in the first place if it were used for yeah, something something that people, dietarily you know, could beneficial
1: eat. nutrients <laughs> yeah. yeah it seems like a wasted opportunity yeah yeah it's wild that, it's just crazy that, to me
2: because i remember there being reports yeah I don't know, like a decade or more ago, about how the rising price of corn,
1: because it was realized, like, oh, oh, fuck. hang on, f- fifth option, corn uprising.
2: Oh, children of the corn, yeah, oh, yeah, 100%.
1: <laughs> oh, no, um, everything, everything is
2: chopped, everything is the covenant the cobbening is coming um, bill
1: <laughs> cobsby oh no <laughs> colonel you have <laughs> to look up, colonel oh no. oh no
2: it's a colonel <laughs> <My worst> um, <laughs> um but there was a, the rising <laughs> price of corn like basically because they were like oh we can just force feed this to cows and they grow much faster and then we can make a profit on them faster uh made the demand for corn go way up, which made the price for corn go way up, which meant that the Mexican Mexican economy just went like, yeah, it was just, it was wild, like had a huge impact on, and this was also right at like an and, ethanol boom too. So it was just like, oh, geez. everyone wanted corn and that is the backbone yep. of um like Mexican cuisine. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Well, yeah, they they basically the United States was like, hey, neighbor, we're going to we're going to subsidize the shit out of our corn so they can sell it at a low price. And then it basically like shut down the Mexican corn economy like it like literally. And that was the American objective there. Like, we're going to just subsidize the hell out of it with taxpayer money and make sure that our prices are so low that mexican Mm. farmers can just they just can't compete and uh you know america doesn't really have a great history (laughs) when it comes to just anything um like specifically specifically the corn industry not really that great and it's also bad for the environment too like Corn is not a good um crop for yeah. soil. Hmm. It's actually like really terrible for it.
1: But
2: I'm not that, a um I'm not a corn expert. Like, on like off years when they need to like give the soil a rest, the one of the options is to do soy instead. And it actually helps rebuild the soil, which I thought was yep. interesting. And it was a fact that I thought I would share here on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> i'm giving a thumbs are up we? no one can see that
0: facts.
2: no yeah. not even on the call no one can see that i'm just giving a thumbs up to the ether
0: yeah to the we can the, feel the it
2: the spirit
0: except for of, the, uh, long, john yeah, john the silver. long john silver yeah. The yes, horn exactly. the Lords. <laughs> yeah they they, they they in fact can see what you are doing they are you ever read 1984 <laughs> yeah big, big brother it's oh game And it's long. <laughs> time okay. So far.
1: I mean, has this have has this unraveled enough um, to the point? Should we <laughs> to be to be concluded?
2: <laughs> <laughs> to be concluded?
1: Yeah. To I, be question mark. Uh, to be
0: corncluded? Oh boy. Question mark. Corn. Cl- oh this this meeting is corncluded. <laughs> um, this podcast is drained. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um well uh yeah let's just wrap it up thank you everybody for and listening to this conversation about ghosts uh long john silvers monkey labor corn uh veganism um and many other things uh thank you yeah. greg for coming on thank you it's very much for ha- can pleasure I, can to i have make
1: you. one plug um, real quick of course okay as long as it's you, you th- know absolutely can. Absolutely. I'm not
2: going to pick it. Were you going to say it corn it related? Was... Or... Okay. No, it was a, bu-
1: it was a buffalo. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> that's, that's for the next. Um, uh, <laughs> assuming you're listening to this like <laughs> relatively soon. Um, I do a podcast that uh, every anniversary of the podcast, we do a 24 hour charity stream Uh, where we play our favorite games from the previous year, um, our favorite 24 games from the previous year, one different game every hour. Uh, And me and my three co-hosts stay up for that whole 24 hours. Um, And we are doing it on February 20th of this year, um, uh, benefiting the Florence Project. Um, So if you want to come hang out and just hang out and chat uh, and make sure that we don't die, uh, you can come check us out uh, starting at 10 o'clock Eastern till 10 o'clock Eastern um, <laughs> Saturday, February 20th till <laughs> Sunday, February 21st. I'm assuming uh,
1: that's that's a.m. to a.m.
2: Correct. And that's over okay. at um, twitch.tv slash left trigger, right trigger.
0: Absolutely. If you guys have no idea what to do with yes. your stimulus yeah. check um donate it to a good cause um you know like we're all about charity here um <laughs> want to donate a bucket of long you know if they'll take it crimp, they probably ahead. need it like, you
2: know yeah. <laughs> <love
0: it>. uh, <laughs> uh we'll definitely be checking that out i'm actually very excited for that yeah. so uh thank you again and we're excited to see that um Yeah, and uh, that's a wrap. Thank you for joining Ryan and I on Breaking Even. And we will see you next week.